From Seoul, Korea, KBS World Radio News Today starts right now. On today's broadcast, former Democratic Party leader Lee Nak-yeon officially announces his departure from the party. South Korea, the U.S., and other nations denounce Russia's use of illicitly acquired North Korean missiles during a U.N. Security Council meeting while Russia asserts it is propaganda. And the BOK keeps interest rates steady at 3.5%, its eighth consecutive freeze since last February. This is KBS World Radio News. I'm Tom McCarthy. Former Democratic Party leader Lee Nak-yeon officially announced on Thursday his departure from the party to form a new one. The announcement was made at the National Assembly Communication Hall, where Lee said he decided to leave the party he was a part of for 24 years and embark on a new path to serve the country. The ex-DP chief said South Korea must change its political structure, as he believes that the country cannot prosper without breaking the current two-party duopoly. He said he will first work closely with a trio of non-mainstream lawmakers called Principles and Common Sense who recently left the DP. His announcement comes despite earlier efforts by 129 DP lawmakers calling on the former chief not to leave the party. The lawmakers said E, a former five-term representative, South Jola provincial governor, and inaugural prime minister of the former Moon Jae-in administration, is planning to defect after enjoying privileges bestowed by party membership. The results of a public opinion poll released on Thursday showed that President Yoon Suk-yeol's approval rating has fallen slightly. According to the National Barometer Survey conducted by Embrain Public, KSTAT Research, Korea Research, and Hanguk Research on 1,001 men and women over the age of 18 across the country from January 8th to the 10th, 32% responded favorably to Yoon regarding running state affairs, while 61% responded negatively. Compared to the survey three weeks ago, Positive evaluations decreased by one percentage point, and negative evaluations increased by two percentage points. In regards to the upcoming April 10th general elections, 39% of the respondents said the government and the ruling party must be strengthened to better manage state affairs, a four percentage point decrease from the previous survey. 50% of the respondents said the opposition party must be strengthened to keep the government and ruling party in check, an increase of five percentage points from the previous survey. The survey was conducted through a telephone interview using a virtual mobile phone number and the response rate was 15.8% with a margin of error of plus or minus 3.1 percentage points at a 95% confidence level. The United Nations Security Council took Russia to task for using North Korean missiles in its war against Ukraine on Wednesday in New York. A condemnation of the attacks over the last two weeks was met with accusations of spreading anti-Russian propaganda by Moscow's UN ambassador. Max Lee provides a recap. Short-range ballistic missiles supplied by the DPRK hit Ukraine on December... In a UN Security Council meeting on Wednesday, a group of nations, including South Korea, denounced Russia's use of illicitly acquired North Korean missiles. Seoul's UN ambassador Hwang Jung-guk lambasted Russia for using the weapons in recent attacks against Ukraine. We strongly condemn the DPRK's export of ballistic missiles and launchers, as well as Russia's use of them against Ukraine. 
Criticizing the arms trade, Huang also warned that the launches serve to benefit Pyongyang while devastating Ukraine, offering the regime potential new opportunities to secure ill-gotten funds. And as these launches provide valuable technical and military insights to the DPRK, it can be further encouraged to export ballistic missiles to other countries and rake in new revenue to further finance its illegal nuclear and ballistic missile programs. Robert Wood, the U.S.'s deputy U.N. ambassador, blasted Moscow for attempting to divert attention from its illegal dealings with Pyongyang in violation of UNSC resolutions. It is desperate to deflect attention away from its and the DPRK's violations of U.N. Security Council resolutions, including the U.N. arms embargo, which prohibits all member states from procuring arms or related materiel from the DPRK and prohibits the DPRK from exporting arms or related materiel. Russia was quick to reject the accusations with Ambassador Vesely Nembenzia, claiming that the U.S. was perpetrating false information without evidence. Max Lee, KBS World Radio News. South Korea's central bank on Thursday froze the key interest rate at 3.5%, its eighth consecutive rate freeze since last February. The bank attributed its decision to a slowing downward trend in inflation and persistent growth in household debt. Yoon So-hyung reports. The Bank of Korea on Thursday kept the key interest rate steady at 3.5% for the eighth consecutive time. The decision was made during the year's first rate-setting session by the BOK's Monetary Policy Board, maintaining the largest ever two-percentage-point gap with the U.S. Federal Reserve's rate. Following 10 post-pandemic heights amounting to three percentage points through January of 2023, the board has left the rate untouched at 3.5% since last year's February session. The BOK apparently took into account inflation, which has stayed above 3% for the fifth straight month, as well as persistent growth in household debt. With its decision, the central bank did not respond to calls for an adjustment amid concerns over non-performing loans centered around project financing and a plunge in annual growth to the 1% range for the second consecutive year. While the BOK and the government expect the economy to expand 2.1 and 2.2% respectively, local institutes and financial groups forecast growth to come in under 2% for the second year, citing a slowdown in consumption due to high interest and inflation. Following the rate-setting meeting, BOK Governor Lee Chang-yong said the decision has eased pressure for a further rate hike, citing a continual downward trend in inflation and easing external risks, such as oil prices and the conflict in the Middle East. Lee said the decision to freeze the rate was unanimously reached, with the members forming consensus that it is premature to consider a rate cut and to maintain austerity until there is confidence that inflation will reach the target of 2%. Offering a personal outlook, Yi said a rate cut will not likely be decided for at least another six months. Yoon Soo-hyang, KBS World, Radio News. The top court has ruled in favor of a victim of forced mobilization during the Japanese colonial period. The Supreme Court on Thursday upheld the original partial ruling in favor of the plaintiff in a lawsuit seeking compensation for damages filed by the surviving family of the victim against Nippon Steel. According to the ruling, the firm must pay a total of 100 million won, or around 76,000 U.S. dollars, and damages for the delay to the surviving family. In the first trial, the Seoul Central District Court ruled that Nippon Steel should pay a total of 100 million won to the victim's three surviving family members, with the company's appeal later dismissed. 
Last month, the top court also upheld two separate rulings in favor of South Koreans forced into wartime labor against Mitsubishi Heavy Industries and Hitachi Zosen. The South Korean passport ranks second among 199 countries based on the number of destinations that do not require a visa. According to the Henley Passport Index for the first quarter of 2024, released by Henley and Partners on Wednesday, South Korean passport holders can enter 193 countries without a visa, tied for second place with Finland and Sweden. The country has moved up one spot from third in just half a year, with the passport granting visa-free access to 189 countries in the second quarter of 2023. This year, Japan, Singapore, France, Germany, Italy, and Spain are tied for first place as their citizens are able to enter 194 countries without a visa. The benchmark Korea Composite Stock Price Index fell 1.71 points, or 0.07% on Thursday, to close the day at 2,540.27. And that's the news from KBS World Radio's News Center in Seoul. I'm Tom McCarthy.